Hey everyone, and welcome to Jerry Talk, a podcast for modern caregivers juggling work, home, family, kids, and finances, all while caring for an aging parent or loved one. We know how overwhelming and stressful life can be, especially when caregiving is involved. Jerry Talk is here to provide you resources, tools, and support to encourage and equip you through this journey of caregiving. I'm your host, Kelly Adams, certified senior advisor and founder and CEO of Beyond Home Care. Before we dive into today's topic, which happens to be on hiring home caregivers, I want to introduce myself a little more. After all, we're on this journey together, so I want you to feel comfortable with me and the purpose behind this podcast. So just to give you some background, my Aunt Patty was the driving influence in my life that led me to the career path of working with aging seniors. She was a recreational therapist working with aging adults, and she would take me with her a lot of times to the nursing home when I was a kid. One of my very first memories is being about eight in the Alzheimer's unit of the local nursing home and painting fingernails or doing crafts with the residents. So I really grew up in and around the aging community. In middle school, I volunteered summers at a senior day center where she worked. And so when she opened up an in-home care agency, I went to work for her. I was a caregiver. I was a marketer. I answered the phones and staffed cases. I even helped her prepare for Medicaid audits. Unfortunately, Aunt Patty passed away about five years ago, but really she introduced me to the world of aging and she gave me a profound respect for our aging population. So fast forward a few years ago, I opened up my own home care agency in a very small rural town in Alabama. Over the last few years, I've learned so much that I had no idea touched this population of people. And more than anything, I learned that the people who serve this community, the unpaid family caregiver, that you are my calling. You need support and resources and information. I can't tell you how many times I sit down to assess a case with a family and they're lost and worried and overwhelmed and they just need guidance. So this really got me thinking, you know, how can we help better support family caregivers? How can we encourage them on this journey and give them the tools and resources when things can be really scary and unknown at times? So this is where the first idea for Jerry Care really came in. I wanted to create tools and resources to help you manage the burden of care, to help you organize yourself and to feel empowered in this journey. But I want to hear from you. I want to know what you need to be successful. We are here to serve you. What do you feel like is lacking in your world to help you manage your own life as well as that of an aging adult? Jerry Care is here for you, and that's where Jerry Talk really came from. The best way that I could think to get information out to busy women, no offense men, but 75% of family caregivers are women, so the best way that I could see to get information out to you was in the form of a podcast. You know, I'm a busy mom of three, and I know what it's like to be pulled in a thousand different directions. So for me, Jerry Talk is one of the many resources that I hope to provide you with over this journey. So today's topic is probably the most that's in my wheelhouse. As I said before, I'm the owner and CEO of Beyond Home Care, which is an in-home care agency that specializes in non-medical home care. So what does that even mean? You know, basically we hire and place non-medical caregivers in the home and allow seniors the dignity and respect that they need to age in place. We provide personal care like bathing, grooming, dressing, homemaking, uh, like light housekeeping, laundry, meal prep, companion care, escorts to appointments, and just so much more. But home care is a really good way to provide your senior loved one with independence while keeping them safe in their own home. 
a lot of people really want to age in place. And that's a goal, I think, for most all of us. I know that that's a goal for me. But hiring home care attendants or a home care aide or non-medical home care, however you want to say it, that can be really daunting and really a stressful process. So today's topic is just all around hiring home caregivers. And I think we really can't talk about this topic without addressing, you know, the elephant in the room. And that is around guilt and shame. So often I meet a family caregiver, a daughter, you know, granddaughter, son, and they feel a lot of guilt around hiring help. That's a job that's supposed to be something they do, that they feel proud to do, that this is their parent that raised them for years, and how dare they not be the one that provides the care. You know, whatever the reason for the shame and guilt, I think it's really important that we name it and that we go ahead and say, there's no room for that here. For one, there's nothing wrong with asking for help, especially if you're in a situation where somebody needs 24-hour care. You physically cannot do 24 hours. You cannot be the one that's available at night and at day and to do that 24-hour care. For two, some of you are trying to provide care across state lines. That is almost impossible. Um, It's going to make it easier for you and a peace of mind if you have somebody in the home or at least somebody that shows up in the home every few days. You know, your parent may not need someone daily, 24 hours a day, but it may be impractical for you to drive four hours to mom's to go to the grocery store for her once a week and then to take her to a doctor's appointment and raise kids and work and have a home and a family. And, you know, just because you need some assistance with that does not make you a bad daughter. And I think that's where we're getting at. That does not mean that you love them any less. If anything, it means that you love them more and that you are such a good daughter or son or whoever you are, because you're pulling in all the resources you can to take care of them and provide them with a quality of life that they deserve. So I think that we need to go ahead and say, that's not what this is about. Um, This is not about that I'm lazy or that I don't care enough. Let's just go ahead and push that away. This is a practicality side of it. Um, And a really good caregiver is worth their weight in gold. I mean, they become part of your family. So, you know, I think it's also really important to look at it from a perspective of sometimes we're really hard on the people we love most and we would never give that kind of attitude or frustration to someone who's coming in the home that's not related to us. So a great example is I have a client who um, we would come in just to give him a bath because um, he would give his granddaughter a really difficult time about it. And he never gave us a hard time about it. But he would give her a hard time. And you, you can't take that personally. But also, it just gives you a break. It gives you some respite. And so I think that's really important. You know, I think the other way that we can think about this is that it protects the relationship. So a lot of times when we can protect that spousal relationship or the relationship between a daughter and a mother and take on some of that burden of personal care, it can protect the relationship. Not to say that you can't ever help mom with a bath or you can't ever, you know, change a, a pull-up or you know, but but there is a boundary that gets crossed there, whether we want to admit it or not. And sometimes it's easier to have a caregiver do that and it protects your relationship. Sometimes dad may not want his daughter to do that. Um, and that's, you know, that's okay. That's his right to have someone else come and do that for him. And he may want to stay your dad. He may want to stay that person to you and that big, strong man that, you know, never needed assistance. And so try to understand it from his perspective too, um, when it comes to personal care and, and bringing in a caregiver. 
You know, I think the last thing that I want to say about this before we kind of jump into the topic is it's really important to include the care recipient in any of these conversations. So when you're talking about bringing in a caregiver, include mom or dad, include whoever it is that's the care recipient. Even if they have dementia or some memory issues, the more input they can have, a lot of times that goes a long way to the acceptance of needing help. So just try to remember that. Try to include them in the conversation as much as possible so they feel like they still have say. And especially if they are really independent, you know, you may just need to start this conversation little by little. Uh, Start talking about, hey, mom, you know, I've noticed that it's a little bit more difficult for you to get around to the grocery store. You know, I can't be there every time you need to go. So what would, how would you feel about maybe having just somebody come to the home, you know, like once a week and help you do a little bit of light housekeeping and, and go to the grocery store? Or it may be that dad can no longer drive really safely. And so part of having that conversation is that, you know, he doesn't want to be stuck at home without a vehicle. So that's a really good way to introduce a caregiver, maybe coming twice a week to go and run errands with him and to drive. But I do think it's important to always include the care recipient in any conversation. For many people, this may be the first experience they have with needing assistance in their home or having a stranger in their home, if you will. So I have a list of tips to help guide you through this process of selecting a home care agency to help your aging loved one. Now, you can hire someone independently to come care for your parent or loved one. However, and this is a big however, it's just not that easy. You need to vet that person by running background checks and managing their schedule. If they call off, who's going to fill in? Is it you? Is that even practical? You need to manage their pay, report and file IRS withholdings. And yes, the IRS requires you to pay taxes on anyone employed in your home or in their home over $2,000. And then what happens if the person gets injured in your parents' home, you know, while they're on the job or they steal from them or worse, what if they harm them? Can you manage that day to day? Is it a possibility in the future that you're going to file for Medicaid for a nursing home placement? Medicaid will go through any money that's been spent and question details to the account. For these reasons and really so many more that I'm not going to go into right now, a good agency is worth their weight in gold. So in this episode, that's what I'm going to focus on, how you vet a good home care agency. Now, you need to know right off the bat that all agencies are not created equal. Just like any other profession out there, there's good, there's bad, there's average. Caregiving agencies are just no different. And laws vary from state to state because one state has a regulation for non-medical caregiving does not mean that they all do or that your state has regulations. So my first tip would definitely be to ask around. You can get such good, honest feedback from your friends and family who have used caregivers. If you don't know anyone who's ever used a service, survey social media. I mean, what did we ever do before Facebook? Post and ask your friends who have parents that are aging who they've used or use a search engine to check for reviews. But keep in mind that just because an agency comes to the top of the search, it doesn't mean that they are the best. You know, you can pay to be the top spot in the search engine. You can call your local hospital and ask to speak to someone in case management. A lot of times they have a list that you can work off of, or you can even call your local area on aging or the Chamber of Commerce. Ask the doctor's office where your parents go if they have a referral. Recommendations are always a good place to start, but that is not where it stops. 
So your next step really needs to be asking questions of the agency themselves. A good agency is going to be willing to listen to all of your questions and concerns and give good, reasonable responses. I really can always tell when I meet a client's family for the first time if they kind of know or have done some research because they're asking me the right kinds of questions. And there are so many questions that we could kind of go over right now. And so I just made you a little cheat sheet that you can download. If you'll just go to jerrycare.com slash guide to hiring caregivers, you can download a free copy and I'll link to it here in the show notes. But some of the really important ones are, is the agency insured? Are they licensed? Are they bonded? Do you drug screen your caregivers? How are the caregivers trained? What's the onboarding process? What if we don't like the caregiver? Can you provide references? I mean, there are tons of questions. All of these questions can help you to get a better understanding of the process involved in the agency that you're working with. It's great if they have a family portal or some way that you can stay involved in the process to ensure that tasks are being complete and everyone is doing what they're supposed to. As the family caregiver, you are your loved one's advocate. So although having help really does give you respite and some peace of mind, it doesn't take the place of you. We can have 24-hour caregiving in a home, but the reality is there is still needs to be a responsible party for that individual. And that's you. If something with the agency or the caregiver isn't going right, you need to tell them. You should feel comfortable communicating with the agency at all times. Otherwise, that's a huge red flag. At Beyond Home Care, we have a saying, it's your home and it's your rules. So it's important that the client feels safe and comfortable in their own home and that they have the autonomy to voice concerns without the threat of retribution. Having open communication is one of the most important parts of working with an agency. Next up is to keep good records of the care involved. Most good agencies can provide you with weekly service reports or a portal to check into. These reports are really good to just keep watch on the health and well-being of our clients. If they begin to have concerning symptoms, we can track these and the caregiver can easily relay it to the doctors. So let's say that we're having some memory issues. And if the caregiver is daily recording that into the system or into a notebook or whatever it is that they're using, then that's good record keeping. That way you can go back and see when it started, how it's progressed. And when you're having a conversation with a physician, you can be very detailed and knowledgeable on it. This kind of paperwork is also just really helpful when it's re- when you're reconciling your payments and providing paperwork to Medicaid if you're working on a spin down of the account. So when you're trying to place into a nursing home and you're using, you're hoping to use Medicaid, you're going to need records of where all those payments went what they're used for. Um, Same thing if you're using a long-term care policy. You're going to need records of what ADLs were hit, what tasks were being assessed on a daily basis, um, where the progress kind of came from. And again, it's just a good tool to use to keep everybody on the same page. Like I said, a good agency is going to use a software system that kind of reconciles everything together And it doesn't mean that they're not a good agency if they're not, but it just is a really good practice, I guess. Um, to have some sort of a software tool that helps to track caregivers, clients, and notes and schedules and that kind of thing. So my last tip is to assess your needs and determine the care plan. Everybody's needs are very different. I have some clients that we only go and see in the mornings and then the evenings and they're fine during the day. They just need help getting a shower or getting up in the morning um, and same thing, getting to bed at night. There are some people who have 24-hour care and they are not safe if they're not a caregiver in the home with them at all times. You may be the primary caregiver and 
just need a few hours respite here and there. Whatever your needs are, you need to assess those and to get a good understanding of what you're asking for. A good agency is also going to help you to assess your needs and not take advantage. So if you feel like you're in a situation where you're being taken advantage of, then that's probably a red flag. We want to be good stewards of your finances and your resources. And so we're always going to kind of help the family to realize, okay, you really don't need us during this time period, or we feel that the client is not safe alone at this time, whatever it can be. But you need to assess the needs. And then the agency is going to create a care plan. Now, not all agencies are created the same. And so everybody has kind of a different way that they do this, but there needs to be some sort of plan of action. Something that happens on a day-to-day basis, whether or not, you know, we're taking out trash and we're doing the laundry and uh, we're preparing a meal, there's got to be some sort of an action plan. We call that a care plan. And we do a very detailed plan for each of our clients. And that's just kind of what we're known for. Um, It's very unique. It's very individualized. So it's not a one size fits all. But different agencies are going to have different plans, different tools. They're going to call it something different. But whatever it is, there needs to be some sort of an action plan on the back end, something that is reassessed every few months to make sure that the needs of the patient, the needs of the client have not changed. So there you have it. Those are my tips to hiring a non-medical home care agency to help with the care of your loved one. Like I said, I could probably go into this in a ton more detail and for a couple more hours. This is my wheelhouse. So if you've got questions about hiring caregivers or if you've got questions on what's covered in non-medical care. We get a lot of questions about the difference between home care and home health. So drop me an email at info at jerrycare.com or comment below and let me know what your questions are. I'd love a, a chance to answer some of those here in our podcast or even just to quickly shoot you an email. Like I said before, we're here for you. So we need to know what it is that you struggle with. I hope you found this episode helpful and can take maybe a couple of tips into your action plan today. If you enjoyed this episode and you're enjoying Jerry Talk, if you would, please subscribe and share it with a friend. If you want to hear us cover a specific topic, feel free to drop us a comment or an email, like I said, at info at As always, I hope you have a great week. Bye for now.